the verses immediately preceding 1 Peter 1, 20 to 21, namely verses 17 to 19, what we saw that was that the, the, the main aim was that we uh, be holy in all our conduct. And we saw him arguing from two motives. He argued from hope, that we are to hope fully in the grace that is being brought to us, and that hope replaces the passions that we had in ignorance of all the reasons for hope. And just as we were not to be conformed to the old passions in ignorance, we are to be conformed to the new zeal and passion of hope in God as our supreme treasure. And so we hope, and that hope spills over in a passion to show um, God as our treasure. And the other motive was fear. Conduct yourselves in fear throughout the time of your exile. And the way the argument developed, we saw, was that we are to uh, fear with a passion to show God and uh, the blood of Christ as trash. Fear living in such a way that you show God and Christ as worthless and trash and hope so fully in God that you show by your behavior that God is your treasure, not your trash. That was the argument. And what I think he's doing here now is continuing to show the supreme value of God and the supreme value of Christ so that our fear would be intensified that we would ever do anything to act as though he were worthless or not our greatest treasure. So, Father, as we tackle these few verses to see the the value of Christ more highly and the, the work of God in Christ as more precious, perform, I pray, in us what you show us with our minds. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest, this is referring to Jesus, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So, Here now, he adds to the preciousness of the blood of Christ, which is not like silver and gold, but like precious 
infinitely valuable, spotless lamb of God, he says, and he was foreknown before the foundation of the world. So God didn't uh, look around on the earth to find someone to be this ransomer, this ransom payment, and say, oh, I, I knew him in eternity. He'll, he will do. I foreknew him, and there he is walking on the earth. No, we know that's not the case because of this word manifest. It's the, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, and then, because of that foreknowledge, he was brought into the world and made manifest. So, the foreknowledge here is God from eternity knew his eternal divine son as the one whom he would one day send into the world. Thus, he chose him for that. So, the, the dignity and the height and the glory and the amazing uh, preciousness of the Son of God is being highlighted here as he is foreknown before the foundation of the world. And then, in the fullness of time, he was made manifest. So he comes from before the foundation of the world into time in these last times. Why is that important? The last times. What, what does that mean? That means that when Jesus entered the world, he began what was long expected as the last days. We've been in them for 2,000 years, but that doesn't change the fact that these have been the last days. Look, here's Hebrews 1. Long ago and in many times and in various ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. So the coming of the Son marks the beginning of the last days. Or here's Hebrews 9.26. As it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Or here's 1 Corinthians 10.11. Now these things happen to them, the Old Testament saints, as an example, but they were written down for our instruction upon whom the end of the ages has come. So with the coming of Jesus into the world, something decisively has changed. The end of the ages has begun. Or if you go back to 1 Peter and you look over at chapter 4, verse 7, it says, the end of all things is at hand. Because the end began with Jesus. It is at hand. It is here. It is at the door. We are in the last times. Or look at 1 Peter 4.17. For it is time for judgment, the last judgment, to begin at the household of God. And if it begins with us now in these last times, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel? So back here to 1, 20 and 21. He was made manifest in the last times. And the point being, I think, not just to call attention to the fact that we, since the coming of Christ, are living in the last times, but to the fact that not only was he foreknown 
And not only was he manifested in history, but the manifestation of Christ in history has, in fact, inaugurated the last times and thus his dignity and his worth as one foreknown and manifest inaugurating the last times might be elevated. And he did it. He came for the sake of you. He came for our sake. In what sense? Namely, us who through him, through Christ, are now believers in God. Now watch this. Through Christ, we are believers in God. There is a sense in which we are believers in Christ. Of course we are. We must trust Christ. That's all over the New Testament. But here the emphasis is falling on because of the work of Christ, as the one foreknown, manifest in history, beginning the last times, God is working so that through him we are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory precisely so that your faith and hope might be in God. Now notice, God raised him from the dead that our faith and hope might be in God. God gave him glory so that our faith and hope might be in God, which means that God is through Christ, working to make himself, himself, our treasure, himself the object of our faith, the object of our hope, not one to be trashed, but one to be treasured. So this whole section here, I'm arguing, is another support for the fact that we should conduct our selves in fear, namely the fear of trashing Jesus by acting as if he were inconsequential, which he's not according to this, or trashing God as our Father because he's not small and insignificant. He has done everything to make himself the object of our faith and our hope.